All right. So before we get to this week's podcast, a bit of house cleaning. Um, I know I promised most people out there that I would have the second half of the comic book podcast uh, that I did with myself and Kevin Miller. Uh, but unfortunately, I haven't finished editing it yet. And I have nothing to put up next week. So we're going to go ahead and push that one back a week. And unfortunately for us this week, Craig Needles is back on the Crossover Podcast. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing really good. I'm uh, excited to talk some basketball. All right. Yeah, we're today we're going to be talking March Madness and trying to see if we can help uh, people win their office pools and whatnot. Yeah, that'll be exciting. And you can listen to us. You can flip coins for most of the matchup. Whatever. You can find a way to win. Yeah, just, just as, either way is just as effective. Yeah, pretty close. So um, we're going to do this uh, region by region. First, we'll do the Midwest and then the East, and et cetera, et cetera. Until we get down to the final four, and then we'll figure out our final four. And you and I are each going to fill out a bracket here. And if you wish to join our bracket, we have started a public group over on ESPN. Uh, just search the crossover podcast on ESPN Tournament Challenge, and you can find us. And it's a public uh, forum, so you can just join up and see if you can go ahead and beat the both of us. And. Uh, you and I are each going to fill out a bracket live on this pod. And then towards the end, we're going to, you know, probably place a little wager amongst, you know, myself. Yeah, and, we'll figure something out. We'll figure something out, but uh, some jelly beans or something on, uh, on this, but, uh, without further ado, let's get it started. Um, I don't see any reason we should spend more than two seconds sliding Kentucky past, uh, whoever wins that. 16 one of the silly play in games. Play-in games. Yeah. yeah. Kentucky will beat whoever wins the play in game. Yeah. Unless the 1992 USA Dream team somehow gets brought here in a time machine and gets to play in the play. Yeah. Game. And until I see it happen in real life, I'm never going to take a 16 seed over a one seed. No. I, I'm, I'm not sure. Like, we, even once you see it happen in real life, what's yeah, the point? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But until I see it, you know, I'm, I'm never even going to consider it when I'm filling out my brackets. Like, I, I never go, well, is this the year for the upset? No. Like, but it's now, fun when there's a tease. Uh, yes. That's always one of the most fun parts of March Madison when there is that 16 versus one tease. And every, you know, seven, eight years, it's Duke that's the tease, which would be the best. Yeah. If, if, some, if, if it's Duke that loses as a one seed, that would probably be the happiest day of a lot of people here. Oh, yeah. And uh, just uh, if the basketball gods are willing, someday it will happen. Yeah, if, if there, there's only one team anybody wants to see go down as a one seed versus sixteen, and it's by God, it's Duke. Now the second matchup, a uh, little tougher: the uh, the A seeded Cincinnati Bearcats versus the Purdue Boilermakers. If you look at the tail of the tape, everything across the board for these two teams is pretty much the same. I mean, like Cincinnati's a little better on defense, but they can't score. But Things that I usually use as tiebreakers for eight nine matchups, like free throw percentage and three point percentage for these two teams, are are pretty much dead even. Right, and they've got uh, smart players in their backcourt. Both of them, I, I I like Purdue here. I think that Cincinnati will have enough problem scoring that it won't work out. Um, I've I've watched more Purdue this year than I have Cincinnati. I I, I don't think they're a bad team. Uh, they're a classic Purdue team, if you will. So I kind of like Purdue. Cincinnati is 
two and one versus the top 25 this year, and Purdue is 0 and five versus top 25 opponents this year. Um, I'm going to pencil you in for Purdue. And well, you said Purdue. I'm going to go ahead and take the Bearcats, although I should say sure. that if you're in one of those uh, pools where you get a couple extra points or for picking the upsets, even in the eight, nine matchups, then just go ahead and take Purdue here because it's just, this is, might as well be a coin flip. So the next matchup is the five twelve in the Midwest, which is West Virginia versus Buffalo. Buffalo getting a little bit of buzz. Yeah. People are talking about Buffalo and mostly because, well, there's a few reasons. One, there's always a 12 seed that beats a five seed. It happens every single year mm-hmm. Two, um, West Virginia struggled a little bit down the stretch, which five and six over the last 11 games, not great. Buffalo has won eight in a row, and people seem to like this Buffalo team. I think West Virginia is going to pull this game out because I know they've struggled a little bit lately, but West Virginia obviously coming from the Big 12, and I I just I, I like their team better than I do Buffalo. So uh, I say West Virginia takes a little break they've had here, gets it together, they find a way to at least beat Buffalo. This is also Buffalo's first appearance in the tournament. Um, I think I'm going to agree with you. I think I think West Virginia gets there. I, I feel like Buffalo is going to come in and they're going to be a little bit. Uh, they're they're going to be, you know, what the, the bright lights are going to be. It's the, the old adage of the, the lights are going to be a little bit too bright for Buffalo in this one. And I think West Virginia might uh, catch them watch, just sitting around watching. So um, Right. And Bob Huggins obviously has, has been here, done that before. He's a coach who knows what's up in these situations. And uh, I, I'm not going to tell you that I've watched a lot of Buffalo this year. I haven't. I, I don't no. watch a lot of non-power conference college basketball, uh, except the, the really quote-unquote special teams that get shown on TV here. But what I will say is that um, West Virginia, despite the, the limp of the finish line here, they have some decent wins this year. They They've beaten some teams that are pretty good. They beat Kansas this year. They beat Oklahoma State this year. Uh, twice they've beaten Oklahoma State, who are in, in this tournament. Um, they've played some close games against some other pretty good teams. I, I I think that West Virginia, despite the fact that a lot of their wins came early in the season, I, I think they're pretty good. Uh, the, the tail of the tape for this one is pretty, uh, pretty evenly ranked. Both teams averaging around the same points per game. West Virginia averaging 74, Buffalo 75. Uh, opponents' field goal percentage, West Virginia is uh, 67 points per game. Buffalo is 68. Um, another one, but if you feel like taking Buffalo, I think, I, like, I, I think West Virginia comes in and just gets a win for all the reasons we've already explained. And uh, so I'm going to pencil in West Virginia for the both of us, and we're going to move on to Maryland and Valparaiso. Maryland and Valparaiso. Maryland, I don't think, is as good as some of the teams that are seated below them, and we'll get to some of them later on. Um, I don't think they deserve to be a four seed, but they are. And in spite of that, I think they're going to win this game. I I think I might have picked a team like Maryland or – uh, a, a lower seeded team against Maryland. If it was somebody other than Val, Valparaiso, I don't know if this Valparaiso team is necessarily all that inspiring. So I, I'm going to take Maryland. Uh, Maryland's probably my second least favorite seed of the tournament, and we'll get to the number one most hated seed uh, for me personally. Um, but yeah, I just. You, you look at uh, both teams' points per game are right on uh, are right on 69. Um, 
Valparaiso doing a little better on defense, averaging uh, four point or giving up four points less per game than Maryland. Um, both teams, like in their last 12, Maryland's nine and three, Valparaiso's 10 and 12. So they're both coming in at pretty much the same pace. Um, could go either way. I think I'm going to go ahead and, and say Maryland gets it done as well. Um, even though I've never really been a big fan of Maryland in the past when they were in the ACC now in the big 10 Maryland has decent guard play too. They do. And decent guard play in in the past. You and I have always said that if you have a, a a perceived coin flip matchup, one of the tiebreakers you can use is whoever has the best guard on the, out of the two teams who has the best ball handler, the guy that can beat the press. If you're up against the press, just whoever has the best ball handler oftentimes can win these games. All right, so we both are saying the Maryland Terrapins are going to make it to the round of 32. So that brings up the 6-11 matchup in the Midwest Conference, which is the Butler Bulldogs and the Texas Longhorns. Yeah, Butler, that's fun. Um, Texas is a team that is far more talented than they have shown on the court, which is something that we've almost come to expect out of Texas over the years. Um, I think Butler wins this year. Texas is the more talented team, I think. I think just about all of us would agree with that. But Butler, I think, seems to be the more smooth operation. Yeah, this is this is one of the ones where like both teams' field goal percentages are are exactly the same, pretty much both around four thirty six. Um, this is one of the ones where um, when I mentioned tiebreakers that we we try to find when games I feel are pretty close. And this is one that I feel is a pretty close matchup. Um, one of the tiebreakers I always like to use is free throw percentage because I like the teams that nail their free throws at the end of games to, to pull it out in college. Because unlike the NBA, in college, if you get close and, and teams start to do that, the, the uh, fouling on purpose to send the other team to the line to try to get the ball back uh, because of the one and one and because of, you know, the fact that there are children out there playing these games, they do like in the NBA, you don't see a lot of the, their, their players missing their free throws. And it's just kind of boring watching the guys go to the free throw line, but in college they can like that strategy can work. Weird stuff happens, right? Weird stuff happens in, in college. So yeah, Texas is shooting a little better free throws. Um, so you like Butler. I'm going to go ahead and, and pick my first upset because Purdue, I'm not really counting as an upset, but I'm going to go ahead and say that Texas shocks the Bulldogs in this particular matchup for my first upset. Now that brings up the third matchup, the hated Notre Dame fighting Irish, at least by me anyway, hated, versus Northeastern. This is a real good Notre Dame team. I like this yes. team a lot, spoiler alert. Yeah. And I would consider them to be a potential Final Four team, if not for the fact that they're in the same gosh darn region as Kentucky. Kentucky. They are. That, yeah, that was a terrible uh, That's a problem. problem. Not, not a good break for Notre Dame. But either way, I like this Notre Dame team. I think it's pretty good. Uh, they've got some nice players on that roster, and I think Notre Dame is going to win this matchup with relative ease. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and pencil in Notre Dame as well, and I'm going to look to you later on when we get deeper into this podcast to stop me if you think I'm getting a little crazy in you know, letting Notre Dame lose to a team that you don't think I should be letting them lose to because I'm just going to put this on front street that I hate Notre Dame 
so much to the point that when I watch Rudy, I hope that Rudy tears his ACL. So I don't know if I'm ready for ACL tearing jokes after Roman. <laughs> that's true. Like it's it's too early. Might be too soon. It's too soon. Too soon. But yeah. either way, we're gonna both go ahead and pencil in. Grant is one of the uh, Jerry and Grant's one of the best players in this tournament. He's one of my favorite guys to watch. Yes, and he is going to be in all likelihood a high high draft pick. In yeah, the, he'll be he'll be picked draft. somewhere in the lottery. One would think. Yeah, somewhere in the lottery. And and that's another example, by the way, of hey, good point guard, and oftentimes those teams are successful. So there you go. Yeah. Um, all right. So another upset potential here in the seven ten matchup as we have Wichita State. Coming up against the Indiana Hoosiers. Um, I kind of like the Hoosiers in this matchup. What do you think? I Wichita's playing I really good defense, though. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I think Wichita State was under siege a little bit here. And I think that – I know they lost some guys from that real good team they had last year. But I think that uh, Indiana – I don't know if they'll have enough juice, so I think that Wichita State wins this game. It's it's a classic offense versus defense matchup. I mean, Wichita's holding their uh, the opponents to fifty six points per game. Indiana scoring seventy eight points per game, which is one of the the higher rankings in the country. Um, both teams. I mean, Indiana played a lot of top ten team or top twenty five teams, though they had nine games against top twenty five teams. So, like their record is a little skewed based on that. But you know what? I went with Cincinnati earlier for defense, so I'm going to do it again, and I'm going to have Wichita State go playing in the round of 32. And you are also taking Wichita State? Yes. All right. Um, another matchup we probably don't have to spend too much time on as the number two seeded Kansas is taking on number 15 New Mexico State. This Kansas yeah, team. Yeah, Kansas is, will win. Yes, Kansas will win. This Kansas team is real good. I will say they're not playing as nice uh, defenses we've seen some of the past couple of kansas kansas teams play but uh you take a wiggins out of there and things get a little bit different that's uh, true but i I get what you're saying it's it's not what we typically expect out of uh out of that group but i i think kansas will win this particular game relatively easily all right agreed all right so that takes us to the round of 32 for the midwest conference and my first matchup is going to be Kentucky and Cincinnati. You had Purdue going on. I don't think it matters much because I'm just going to assume we both have Kentucky going to the Sweet 16. Yeah, I I really think that Kentucky is going to win that game again with relative ease. Yeah. All right. So we'll have Kentucky heading to the Sweet 16. Now, we both have the same matchup um, for to find out who's going to go ahead and get beat by Kentucky in the Sweet 16. Uh, West Virginia, the five seed, versus Maryland, the four seed. What do you think here? Maryland wins because of their backcourt. Yeah, they've got better. This is one of those ones where it's too close to call and, and probably going to go to our classic adage of better guard play. Yeah, and Maryland's got a couple of pretty good ones. So yeah. Maryland. So let's go ahead and pencil Maryland in. Um, next one, you have Butler versus Notre Dame. Notre Dame wins. Yeah. Again, I honestly I don't I like I just really like this Notre Dame team. Yeah. And I think that it's kind of a bad break for them. They got like look, they've they beat Duke twice this season. Mm-hmm. They beat North Carolina in the ACC tournament. That's it's a it's a good team with good players on it. Like if you look at their losses from this season, um they've got a loss against Duke, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with losing to Duke. 
They've got a loss against Virginia, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with losing to Virginia. They've lost against good teams. Uh, I think Notre Dame's very good, and they should easily be able to get to the Elite Eight in this in this uh, in this particular region. Yeah, in my bracket. I have Notre Dame versus Texas. I'm going to go ahead and say that Notre Dame wins also. And then the final matchup of the round of 32 for our Midwest Conference. We both have the seven seeded Wichita State versus Kansas. Uh, do you feel like Wichita State could pull a little upset here? Yes. Yeah. Quite simply, yes, I do. I think there is more talent here than, than most people want to believe. I think that this team that is it's pretty decent. And I've got some questions, as we were talking about before, with Kansas. I think Wichita State wins this game. God, I thought I was going to trick you on that. I also have Wichita State going into the Sweet 16. I thought I thought we would differ on that, to be honest with you. I just don't particularly love this Kansas team. Uh, yeah, like Wichita State, they're keeping teams just the teams aren't scoring against them, and you really have to love them. They, you know, they 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 were upset last year, so they're probably looking for a little bit of revenge. And pretty much the same team they had last year too. So I mean, yeah, I, I'm gonna go ahead and have the upset of Wichita State in the Sweet 16 beating Kansas. So right, and no um, no Cliff Alexander for Kansas. He's not going to be eligible. Um, yeah, that's a that's a huge it's, loss. Well, it's, it's a gross story. I hate it. Um, as far as the, like, it's just the more NCAA BS. But whatever. Yeah. Um, Did you happen to catch any of John Oliver's? Uh, I I haven't I haven't caught it yet, but I heard it's good. Yeah, you know, it's 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 fantastic. And but the the one thing I noticed was like he was specifically banging because apparently on um, the University of North Carolina has been getting hit recently because they've been doing paper. Um paper grades for a lot of their athletes to boost their grades in the summers before they, they can, you know, the athletes have to play in the fall. And, um, one of the courses they were using was African-American studies. And, you know, he has his jokes about African-American studies. I'm not going to repeat any of those, but what I will say is that when Vince Carter was at UNC and he skipped, not skipped, but like missed practices and everything before that game seven, which was the most important game in the history of the Toronto Raptors. He went to flew to North Carolina to accept his degree in African-American studies. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah. That's all I want to hear about that. So. Yeah. <laughs> so moving on. Probably for the best for all of us. Um, so in the sweet 16, we have the number one seeded undefeated Kentucky going up against Maryland. Um, I, I'm going to end up picking Kentucky to probably win this whole thing. So I'm going to say Kentucky wins, but I will I, I, say yeah. that if I see them playing Maryland, as I have it set up, I'm going to start to get a little nervous. No, I won't. I, I, I think don't think so. That, well, here's what happens. Uh, Maryland's obviously got a couple nice players. I think that they'll be like a lot of other teams worn down by Kentucky's depth. And, mm-hmm. Kentucky, the fact that they can essentially throw 10 really good players out at you at any particular given time, I think in the tournament, the way that they're going to want to play, you're going to be able to wear some teams down. And I think that'll, that'll be what happens to Maryland here. So um, I, I think that that second unit, like it's it's not going to be your, your Collie Steins and your Towns of the World that are going to be the, the guys that crush Maryland. Those guys are obviously going to have good games because they're good players. But I I really do believe it's going to be a Kentucky win there just based on depth that Maryland's not going to be able to match. Yeah, me too. Um, they're just so good, this Kentucky team. 
Well, yeah, it's exactly. It's it's not exciting or interesting to say it. It's not something that is just super unique or different or special. But they're really like the team is unique, different, and special. But saying how great they are isn't. But it's really good. Yeah, Calipari's really just. I watched them against Florida this year a couple times. And in the SEC tournament, for example, Florida, they were winning a little bit early in the game. They, they were ahead, and, and they were in the game for most of the second half, but you just sort of looked at the athletes Kentucky can put on the floor, and you think to yourself, I don't know, for, like, eventually the wheels are going to fall off, and you're just kind of waiting for something bad to happen because you know that Kentucky always has good, and on top of good, fresh players out there. Mm-hmm. That you're just waiting for something bad to happen. And that, that's how I feel as a fan watching the game. I think that unless – some team just comes in and just shoots the lights out or just gets all the breaks or something. That's how you're going to feel if you're playing it on the other team against those guys. And if you're waiting for something bad to happen, usually it does. Yeah, John Calipari just working his matchup. Now, this next matchup we both have for the Sweet 16, and if this actually happens, and I hope it does, could be one of the games of the tournament. And we've got the number three-seeded Notre Dame versus Wichita State. And if this happens, has potential to be a fantastic game. I agree. I think Notre Dame will win it, though. I like Wichita State, like their team, but I think Notre Dame will win it. I do, too. Yeah, this is one of the ones I, th- I, th- I thought maybe I would I would get a little silly with and letting my, my Notre Dame bias come in. But, yeah, I, th- I think you're right, and we've just got – I just have to pencil Notre Dame into the Elite Eight – so for the final matchup of the Midwest bracket, we have the number one seeded University of Kentucky going up against Notre Dame again, number three. Yeah, and as this, this I another, think another potential game of the tournament right here. Yeah, oh, I think that this might be the best game of the tournament hypothetically. Uh, there's a lot to like about that Notre Dame team. I think it's the best group that Mike Bray's ever had since uh, since he's been running the show there. And despite all that. Despite the big wins they've already had, they beat Duke and North Carolina consecutive days during the ACC tournament. They've they've got a win over Louisville. They they beat Duke in the regular season. They beat some other teams that are going to be in this tournament, like Michigan State. Um, despite all the great wins they've got, despite the fact that Jaron Grant is a real gosh darn good basketball player, and uh, they've got some other guys who are pretty good as well. I really just think that it's going to be a little bit too much for them to try to overcome Kentucky. So Kentucky wins the game. Yeah, it feel, feels like a chalk year. It, it feels a little bit like a chalk year. In, in this portion of the bracket, it is. There's a yeah. couple other things that I think might be a little bit interesting later on. But uh, if if saying Kentucky is going to win this tournament makes it a chalk year, then we can call it a chalk year. Yeah. Um, I'm going to – yeah, uh, so we're both penciling Kentucky into the Final Four. So that's we both have Kentucky coming out of the Midwest, and this is probably one of the easier brackets to fill out. Um, I don't have much going on other than the uh, um, the Wichita State things. Interesting. Other than Wichita State, and I have Texas upsetting Butler. Right. Um, so we move on to the Big East, or I guess not the Big East, just the East Conference, and we have the number one seeded Villanova versus the number sixteen seeded Lafayette. Right. Uh, well, I'll take Villanova. Yeah, me too. La- like Lafayette's not bad. They're just playing in a weak conference. I mean, they shoot the ball pretty well and they score a lot, but they also give up a lot. And Villanova will probably win this game. I don't know, like 70, 70 well, There's a 50. reason with sixteen seats. There's a reason there are sixteen seats. 
right? Yeah. There's, there's holes in the resume or they got hot during the conference tournament after a lousy regular season, whatever it is. But there's a reason they're 16 seed. So yeah. Villanova wins. All right. The 8-9 matchups, which are the matchups everyone loved. We got the 8-seeded NC State versus my brother's favorite school, the Louisiana State University. Tigers. Yeah. The Tigers. Um... I didn't really put a lot of thought on this. No, th- this uh, one is is can go either way. Like the, the if you look at the tail of the tape, um, uh, uh, NC State they're scoring a little less, but they're they're not allowing as much. And LSU is scoring a little more, but they're also allowing a little more. Um, NC State had a much tougher schedule. They they had to face well, clearly. Uh, yeah, nine. I'm gonna go ahead and say that. Like I think NC State's better than their record is because they had a. You know, they were in the ACC. They played in a tough conference. They played in the tough conference. So I'm going to go ahead and say that NC State gets this win against LSU. That's generally my uh, thought process here. I think that NC State would have had a a better record if they were not playing such tough teams all the gosh darn time. But they were. And they did get a win over some of those tough teams. They they did beat North Carolina this season. They didn't manage to beat Duke, but there's nothing wrong with that. They took Notre Dame to overtime. They mm-hmm. they had a close game against Virginia. So they're they're a fine. Um, so I think they'll they'll win this game. Yeah. All right. So we're both penciling in NC State. Next matchup we've got is the number five seeded Northern Iowa versus the number twelve seed Wyoming in a matchup of two of the better defending teams in the entire tournament. Yeah, they both play pretty good defense. Northern Iowa, I think, is uh, a little bit underseeded here. I think they could have been uh, a four seed if things had gone their way. Um, the only really good team that Northern Iowa has played this year is Wichita State. So there's going to be a, an increase in level of competition here. But I don't think Wyoming is the team that's going to provide that. So Northern Iowa wins this game. Yeah, um, I just b- both teams are, are they're not scoring enough. They're not they're they're they they both stress the defense. I'm gonna go ahead and have five seed make it as well, even though I you know people like picking the uh, the twelve seeds over the five seeds, but I think I'm gonna yeah, save there is line there is later. one every year. I understand why they like picking it. I just don't know if this, this is the one. Um, I, this, I like Northern Iowa. This might be um, you know you know how they have Lawler's Law, which is first uh, team to score 100 wins this might be the first team to score 45 or 50 points in this game might win this one this might be like a 50 to 45 final um so now that, kurt warner is a northern iowa alumnus oh yeah so i i, I don't know does that mean god's on their team I, it's, it's impossible to say it's impossible uh, to say. either well we're, we're taking them so let's hope so yeah yeah that's uh, at least for now so northern iowa wins uh 413 we've got louisville Against UC Irvine, the number 13 seed. Both teams coming in relatively the same, you know, with relatively the same juice. Right. I, I kind of hope that Louisville wins if for no other reason than Montrez Harrell highlight real stuff. Because it feels like a lot of that happens. And I want to see more of it. So, um, let's say Louisville wins this game. Louisville, of course. Um, they've got the the Patino experience, and we all know one thing when it comes to Rick Patino is uh, in the tournament he lasts a long time. Yes, he, things are not over quickly. Allegedly, <laughs> I have to say no, allegedly. Uh, no, uh, 
I, I just know that it's not over quickly in the tournament. We're talking about the tournament here, yeah. where things last a long time for Ripetino. And uh, this, he's, he's got some talented player from the Blue squad. I think they win this game. Yeah, I, I also agree. Um, not getting a lot of, like I said, it's kind of a chalk year because we're not getting a lot of disagreements. No. Um, I don't think we're going to get one right here either because I'm not picking a uh, play-in team as Providence, the number six seed, is going to get the winner of BSU and Dayton. Do you, do you Providence, feel like... uh, Providence University, the uh, alma mater of Billy Donovan. Yeah, oh, yeah, the greatest, true. and I will not argue this, the greatest college basketball coach of this century in the first fifteen years that we've been doing this. Yeah, uh, anyway, we, we, that, that, I'm sure that some people might disagree with that, but I wouldn't. Um, anyways, I think the Providence. Would be. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I, I tried to find out. I couldn't find a, a stat as long as they've been doing the. Uh, uh, the play-in games, if a play-in team has actually made it to the round of 32, I yeah, they, it's happened a couple times. It has. Uh, okay, I can't, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but no. um, I think that there is it. Like, I there is at least one built-in advantage for the play-in teams, not necessarily the ones that play into the the one sixteen matchups, but one that plays into these these six eleven matchups with the uh, with the at-large bids. Is you get your feet under you, you get to go win a game before you go play against someplace else. Yeah, and that's, I, that's I think argument. that that might help in, in in some cases. They are so we'll see exactly how it goes. But um, in in the case of Dayton, here's the thing about this. Let's say Dayton wins that playoff game, they and they play the, the playing game don't rather. They? Yeah, exactly. The game is played in Dayton, and if they were to go on and play Providence. And let's say they beat Boise State, they go on and play Providence. That game's in Columbus, Ohio, which is about an hour from where Dayton is. So it'll be pretty much a home game for Dayton. So if I'm Providence, I kind of want to see Boise State win, but we'll see if that's what winds up occurring. There's, I just potential I, for I understand an upset that, here that yeah, there's potential for an upset here. And I don't know if if, if it was just 11 seeded Dayton versus six seeded Providence, yeah. I'd do it. But I feel like if I have to pick Dayton to win both the games, it's less likely. I don't know if I'd want Boise State against Providence. Yet another reason to hate the money grab of the extra play-in games, because if we actually had Dayton here playing Providence, I would probably pick Dayton over Providence. But since right. that's not happening, I'm you essentially have to pick Dayton Providence. to win two games. I, yeah. I understand that you get Boise State. Like I, I don't know, it's 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 weird the way the bracket works in this particular case. But uh, I'll take Providence just to be safe. All right, next matchup in Columbus, Ohio, we've got the third-seeded Oklahoma Sooners versus the 14-seed Albany. Oklahoma. Yeah, the, they're scoring. They're not allowing a lot. Um, I mean, Albany plays pretty good defense, but uh, they just – I don't think it matters with the, we, the level of competition that Albany yeah. is about to face is not quite the same as what they're used to. Yeah, it's a little um, – it's a little difference when you're playing Providence as opposed to playing Kansas. Well, yeah, exactly. And what's uh, what, what's going to happen there with, with Albany and Oklahoma? Oklahoma put up a pretty decent record in the Big 12. They've got some wins over some uh, some pretty decent competition this year. They've got a victory over Iowa State. They've got a couple of victories over Iowa State. They beat West Virginia this year. Um, Oklahoma's a pretty decent basketball team. So I think they're going to win this game. Yeah, all right. Um, next one in the East bracket, the seven-seeded 
Michigan State Spartans going up against the number 10 seeded Georgia Bulldogs. This could be a fun one. Yeah, it could be. And uh, Sparty, uh, Sparty's had some moments lately. Yeah. Um, Scoring a lot and they, not letting other they, they teams beat Maryland. Combination. They beat Maryland in the uh, in the Big 12 tournament. Yeah. Uh, oh, the Big 10 tournament, or excuse me, despite the fact that the Big 10 has more teams than the Big 12. I I don't even want to get into it. The ACC now. <laughs> the entire no thing's sense. a mess. It's um, nonsense. There's there's a lot of really awful things. They're not even on anyway, the Anyway, <laughs> despite despite all of these things, yeah. uh, Michigan State did beat Maryland in the Big Ten tournament. I think there's maybe just finding their stride right now, so that might be the team. I'm gonna go ahead and pick. I I like this Georgia Bulldogs team. I don't want to slight them whatsoever. I mean, the one thing I will say is they were 0 and 5 against top 25 teams. Michigan State was only 1 and 6. But at Michigan, they're just scoring a whole lot, and they're not letting teams score, so, which, you know, that's how you win basketball games. So I'm going to go ahead and pencil us both in for Michigan State, which sets up. Michigan State also took Wisconsin to overtime in that very same uh, Big Ten tournament, by the way. They, uh, they beat Purdue late in the year. They beat Indiana late in the year. They beat Ohio State late in the year. So they had a nice little run there against teams that are in this tournament. Yeah. Where they either played good games and won, or they went up against Wisconsin and went to overtime and lost. So they might just be getting their feet under themselves here. They're peaking and, at the right time. Yeah, exactly. They're like one of those teams that peaks at the right time. So I like Michigan State. Yeah, could be a potential dark horse there, the Spartans. Um, last one of the round of 64, the number two seeded Virginia versus number 15 seed Belmont. Um, Belmont's scoring a lot, but in a really bad conference. Virginia, like, keeping teams under 50 in the ACC. Yeah, Virginia knows how to keep the ball away from their basket. Probably the best defensive team in the tournament, the Virginia. Virginia, I think the Cavaliers could very easily be the best defensive team in the tournament. They've lost three times this season. Yeah. One of them was against Duke. One of them was against Louisville. And one of them was against North Carolina in the ACC tournament. So All teams have any cheapy losses. They're higher. They don't have any cheapy losses that's they're real good and i think that they will win that game with relative ease all right so we both have the same round of 32 for the eastern conference um first matchup of the round of 32 we both have the one seeded villanova versus the number eight seed nc state uh, I, I think Villanova wins this game. Me I, too. This would be an upset, a, a potential upset in the making, though. You could see NC State pulling out one of those games where they just lock down defensively and their guards just, you know, sink a bunch of threes. Yeah, but, but I just that said, I, I think um, Jay Wright, Villanova, they, they know what's going on. Yeah, that said, I'm taking Villanova, but this is one of those games that I will put a red flag next to when I write my little handout sheet. And say, hey, this is where my bracket, potential bracket buster, this NC State Villanova game, should it occur. Um, next up, we've got another four or five matchup with Northern Iowa versus Louisville. Huh. You go with Northern Iowa. I'm going to go with Louisville. So there's a, but God, is that ever clear? That, that's a tough one right there. That's, I hope we get that's, this. I mean, we should buy all rights. Game. Yeah, we should buy all rights, get this game. Yeah. And it should be. A lot of fun. I'm going to go ahead and say Louisville, and you like Northern Iowa to go on and play Villanova, um, which gives us the six-seeded Providence versus the number three-seeded Oklahoma Sooners. Taylor, I don't like this. I don't like 
like this region. I think that there are teams in this region that would not do as well in other regions. Um, yeah, it's 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 very like they, they, any of these. Teams I'll take Oklahoma. Upset, really? You're going to take Oklahoma? I think I'm going to take Oklahoma too. I don't. I think Providence is going to be sleeping at this point, having to play. You know, want a Dayton or, or Boise State. I don't think they're necessarily going to be sharp. I mean, I'm I'm talking a week ahead of time here, but. Uh, just as good as anything else. I mean, I, I I just think Oklahoma's scoring enough that they'll be able. I mean, Providence is scoring a lot too, but uh, Oklahoma just plays slightly better defense. Well, like and Oklahoma. here's the thing: uh, we talked about guard play earlier, and yeah, has that. So. And yeah, going in the close calls, always pick the team with the better point guard. Um, speaking of really good point guards, Michigan State versus Virginia. Here is a potential uh, upset. What say you, Craig Needles? I'd like to pick Michigan State here. I would, um, if the resume had just a little more, a little more oomph to it, I would consider it. But I think this Virginia team is is the real deal. Yeah, they're so defensively. Uh, yeah, exactly. And they've got, we, we talked about um, guys who can handle the basketball, and Brogdon's certainly one of those. So um, I think that Virginia. He wins this game. Yeah, me too. I mean, they're just, I can't ignore them. They're too good defensively. So, for your next bracket, you have the Sweet 16 matchup of Villanova versus Northern Iowa. Who are you going to go ahead and pick there? I have to think about it because I, yeah. I think this Northern Iowa team is fun and they're interesting. Well, I haven't gonna... watched, like, obviously, I don't, I don't I watch as much of them as the, uh, as the teams in the, quote-unquote power conferences but well i'm not going to make it much easier on you because i'm going to have louisville beating villanova yeah i i think villanova wins but i at least thought about it for the you, record, you're gonna you're gonna have you're, you're picking villanova yeah to go all right i have i have louisville upsetting villanova and heading to the elite eight i think rick patino gets it done again we've seen him do it before he will probably do it again uh, Villanova is obviously scoring way more than Louisville, and their defense is around the same. But I'm just I'm going to go ahead and give Rick Pitino the benefit of the doubt, and I think he gets into the Elite Eight. Um, Oklahoma versus the University of Virginia, tough one, but I like Virginia. Me too. Uh, again, I just I can't agree. I think they're just going to be nasty and play that brand of basketball they play, and they're going to make it slow. And yeah. um, Virginia is going to win the game. So uh, our Elite Eight matchups are a little different. I've got Virginia versus Louisville, and I'm just going to go ahead and say that Virgi- I'm going to go ahead and put Virginia in my final four. That has been my plan all along. Yeah. You have Villanova versus Virginia. And yeah, and I have Virginia winning the game. Yeah, Virginia winning. All right, so our final four so far. Half the same so far. Half the I same. So I, I think that mine might be different than yours. We'll see how this goes. Yeah. Uh, the, the other half, rather. Yeah, as um, we head down to the West Conference. The what, number one seeded Wisconsin going up against the number sixteen seed Coastal Carolina. Wisconsin wins. Yeah, uh, let's just go ahead and. I said earlier I'm never going to pick a sixteen seed. Did you ever see the? I will say this: the only experience I really have with Coastal Carolina, other than watching them randomly in some tournaments, did you ever see old clips of one of their coaches um, on YouTube? I don't know. I got. I'll have to look it up. Uh, Give me a little uh, looking stuff up music here. Or sure. Well, what I'll say during this uh, discussion is, um, as far as the two best players on a particular team, and Wisconsin, other than Kentucky, they might have, and Duke, I suppose, as well, they might have uh, the, the best one-two punch. 
as far as having the two best players in an individual team. Um, Wisconsin is not necessarily a team that I would describe as, as, as super exciting. It's not highlight real stuff, but they get the job done, and we've seen them get the job done with some regularity uh, throughout this season. So uh, Wisconsin is not uh, is, is not a bad one seed in my estimation. Some people thought Virginia was, was the better basketball team, but uh, Decker is a good player, and obviously Kansky is a good player too. So, so the, the Coastal Carolina coach I was thinking about, he I don't think he's not coaching the team anymore, according to Wikipedia. I don't know what he's doing, but at the time his name was da- uh, his name's David Bennett. And he was coaching Coastal Carolina, and he had one of the most hilarious um, press conferences of all time. Where he, he's, if you ever look it up, I'm not going to do it justice, but look it up on YouTube. It's called the Bennett Presser, where he says, "Act more like dogs." So Google or YouTube Coastal Carolina football coach, and you'll get the Dave Bennett press conference where he was basically saying, "It's like, it just, it was, ba- he's basically Coach Boomhauer from he, he like thick, thick Southern accent." And said stuff like, you know, we don't need cats. We need more dogs. <laughs> Just not doing it justice. But YouTube that one. It's a lot of fun. Um, getting back to the tournament here. Uh, the number eight seeded Oregon versus the number nine seed Oklahoma State. Uh, another uh, another nail Oregon, biter. Uh, Oregon got it out. So I, like, I like Oklahoma State. In this game. You like Oklahoma State? I think Oregon. Yeah, Oregon lost some guys from last year. But uh, I think Oklahoma State... Uh, and they had a nice year based on the guys they lost, but Oklahoma State was I'm going to go ahead and say Oregon because I think Oregon's coming in a little hotter in this turn. I think I think they've got a little more juice. Oklahoma State's kind of faltered. They they're like five and seven in their last twelve. Oregon's coming in ten and two. Uh, it's pretty close. I like both these teams. It is an eight nine matchup. I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to say Oregon over Oklahoma State. Yeah, um, I just think that Oklahoma State finds a way. Like I, I just. I'm just not a huge fan of this, this Oregon team. They got to the Pac-12 title game, and that's fine. But I think yeah. that the we, we, we saw their true colors a couple times against the real good teams. I know that they did Oklahoma look State's really not bad. one of the real good teams. Yeah. Uh, but I, this is, by the way, uh, the Oklahoma-Oregon State, like that 8-9. That's a nice little break for Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin oh, might, have yeah. been a team that might have been gettable for different teams that are in the 8-9 range, but not these two. Yeah, like NC State, maybe, if they, they, sure, could, yeah. they could clip Wisconsin. Um, hypothetically, but that's not what's going to happen here. So Yeah. Um, so the 5-12 matchup for the Western Arkansas, Conference. Arkansas Wolford. versus Wolford. Yeah. Do, uh, do you like Wolford? No. Oh. It's tough. They're playing some... I don't like this this Arkansas team Me that neither. much. I, I saw them oh. like, um I watched them play against Florida this year, obviously in the SEC. Um. Yeah, I I I, I, just, I give it I so give it to Arkansas. To score on Arkansas. Like, I know, I know. So I, I, I like Arkansas based on guard play. Yeah, um, I I'll, I'll give it to them based on that. But I'm hovering over Warford, but I don't think I have the guts to do it. I mean, it's just like Warford. They're in the Southern Conference, which is it's yeah. I it's nothing. I, I will no, say that if, if if it was a team like I they, just. Wolford Arkansas is constructed in a in a way that typically is yeah better translates into play. being a decent tournament team. So better guard play. Wolford's only like notable win was they beat NC State by one, and that was on like one a miracle shot that probably never should have happened. It was that one running floater with no uh, time on the clock. Um. So yeah, we're we're gonna go ahead and say Arkansas, but we both don't love this Arkansas team. 
Speaking of teams that I don't necessarily love, North Carolina, the number four seed going up against the Ivy League champ, Harvard. A lot of people picking Harvard here because Harvard plays that typical Harvard brand of basketball. They do, yeah, but UNC plays that typical UNC brand of basketball. I'm gonna oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. Yeah. He's really talented. Yeah, uh, and have some good <laughs> players. I'm going to go ahead and pick the University of North Carolina. Yeah, um, I, I will to too. The great Vince Carter. <laughs> and uh, no other basketball players of significant note. Um, after that, we get the number six seeded Xavier going up against the winner Either... of BYU or Mississippi. Yeah. Um... The X Men, a long. They they they've been a uh, a Cinderella boy for the uh, longest time now. They they love upside. Yeah, yeah. They, they, it seems yeah, like they're always they're always around in this tournament. Um, like I'm, I'm, I kind of like the BYU team, but again, I don't like that they're playing the stupid play-in game. I, I'm just gonna go ahead and take Xavier. I don't know. What do you think? Um, you know what? I'm gonna take whoever wins the play-in game. Here. You think so? Yeah. Uh, you I look at Xavier's Big East record. They I were, might were nine that. and nine. The Big East. They they have some some wins that are okay of teams that are in this tournament, but. Um, I don't know if this Xavier team is, is one that I'd be particularly... Yeah, I don't love this so I'll Xavier take the play-in game. They're scoring a lot of points, but I think, I, I think I'm just... I'm going to go ahead. I may regret this. I'm going to say Xavier, but I'll, I'll probably end up regretting that. So VCU, number seven, once again in the tournament. Yeah. Smart once again. Talk smart, everybody. Can't believe uh, we, skipped ba- we skipped Baylor and... Uh... Oh, we did. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm taking Baylor in that game. So I get so excited to say, say Shock Smart it. that uh, yeah, yeah, it's a fun name to say. So Baylor beats Georgia State. Yeah. Um, uh, Ohio State obviously has one of the more exciting and more interesting players in this entire tournament. So that's something in D'Angelo Russell. Oh, he's fabulous. And again, that's good guard play. Yeah. Not sure if I think that that's going to be enough for them to go deep. But I think that they'll be able on talent. They, they'll be able to get past Virginia Commonwealth. Oh, dang. I thought this was going to be one of the ones that slipped past you. Because I, too, am taking – you've just when you've got the best guy who's probably the best player in the country right now in college, you probably got to go with him. Um, and also, I hate Ohio State. So I'm going to take him with the hopes of jinxing them, quite frankly. But uh, uh, I do really the, like them. The 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 fact that we're you know we're gonna have three freshmen in this tournament Towns Russell and, and Okafor that are pretty good players yeah uh, Stanley Johnson from Arizona just I like to sit and think about a world where the rules were changed before 2003 and we got to watch LeBron James in this tournament just once yeah just just once it would have been pretty <laughs> hilarious yeah I think it would have been super cool Definitely but... would have been on Ohio State and Ohio State would probably have another national championship so that would have been the downside. To, yeah. To that whole thing. Said, hey, Texas uh, didn't win with Durant on their team. True. Yeah. But, Very true. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's let's move on from that that fantasy talk. Uh, Arizona <laughs> Arizona beats Texas Southern with relative. Yeah. The SWAC conference. Oh god. Yeah. Everyone loves the everyone loves a good old SWAC action. Yeah. Everybody loves swacking it. Uh, um. Uh, Stanley Johnson. Uh, good. Uh, he'll be. A high lottery pick that plays here. Oh god, yes. It's gonna be depending on like he might he's gonna be one, two, or three, depending on how it all shakes out in the NBA when it's all said and done. Cause... Well, it depends on who wants like Towns, Russell, and, and Jaleel Okafor. Well also well, yeah, I don't know. Like Johnson could go as I don't know, he, he might even go ahead of some of those guys. Uh this 
this tournament can change the, the future of a lot of uh, some of those guys. That's true. Plus, like, well, like, a couple of the teams that tanked last year in the NBA are back again this year, so they they might be position selective this year as opposed to just we're taking the right. best guy available. Or in the case of the 76ers, taking the guy that you know will play the least. Exactly, right? Because they <laughs> want to tank one more time. Yep. Um, so you've got Wisconsin versus Oklahoma State for the round of 32. I've got Wisconsin versus Oregon. I'm not sure if that will change either of our answers. Do you feel like Oklahoma Wisconsin State Wisconsin wins the game easily? Yeah, me too. Um, Arkansas versus UNC. Um, not only am I going to pick UNC, but I didn't like Arkansas early, and I don't like them here. I think UAC wins this, and I think they win it in a blowout and go on to the yeah. 316. I'm making them my shoe-in of the week for that particular one all right so now for the next round in the west you have the winner of byu mississippi taking on baylor i've got baylor going up against xavier um yeah i think that uh i i think that baylor wins yeah you, you think I, I i i've thought about getting silly there uh now keep in mind that um ole miss did take kentucky to overtime this year only lost that game by three. They played close against LSU. They beat Arkansas. There's a little bit to that Ole Miss team. but And the SEC this year wasn't as down as people thought. Like, it wasn't great. But um, I, there's a little bit to that Ole Miss team. But uh, I don't really care in this particular case. Uh, Baylor wins the game. If Ole Miss does, in, in, in this freaky scenario that you have – conjured up maybe Ole Miss beats Baylor and gets into the Sweet 16 do we find ourselves missing Marshall Henderson a little bit along the way <laughs> everyone always finds a way to miss Marshall like, <laughs> uh, not like not because they're like oh man I love that guy he's just so great to have around but everyone's but like well because he, he, here's he one might... thing you can say about Marshall Henderson yeah. is it was never not interesting yeah he, he may double deuce the crowd <laughs> on at any point during the game Right. Um, right. I'm gonna I don't even know if here. Ole Miss beats BYU, by the way. No. Um, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and get a little freak here, and I'm going to say that Xavier beats Baylor. So that's my first Okay. That's my first silly one to get into the Sweet 16. I just think that Xavier is going to be that silly team. I don't think they're going to get much farther than this, but I think they're going to be one of the teams that are the Cinderella's going into the Sweet 16 once again. Okay. Now, um, we both have Wisconsin versus North Carolina. Oh, no, we got to do Ohio State versus Arizona first. Oh, oh, the, well, Arizona's going to win 10, that. 12 yeah, Arizona. Yeah, unless you want to get on the, uh, get on the Russell bandwagon. Was, no, there. I think this is, like, as much as I enjoy that bandwagon and love being on it, despite the fact he plays for Oklahoma State, this is where I get off, and I'm also going to pick Arizona heading into the Sweet 16. So then we've got Wisconsin versus North Carolina. This is where it could get a little silly. Yeah, you have to think about this one. What say you? You want to do the tail of the tail. UNC scoring about eight more points per game. Sorry, they're scoring six more points per game, but they're giving up 12 more than Wisconsin is. That said, yeah. UNC's in the much tougher conference, although the Big Ten's no slouch. What is UNC going to do down low defensively? Yeah, that's the tough call. This is where it's That being said, if you start talking about the down low, like oftentimes the whole, you know, uh, oh, in the post, what's going to happen there? Sometimes you lose sight of uh, where the games are really won and lost. But um, I think that Wisconsin wins this game, but I had to think about it. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. Um, oh, it's a tough one. I'm really hovering over NC because I obviously watched a lot of UNC because I'm as a, 
fan of the Miami Hurricanes. I catch a lot more NC State or North Carolina. Carolina. You know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to say North Carolina wins this game. I think they just score. Man, Wisconsin's really good on defense, though. But you know what? I'm going to go with my gut on this one, and I'm going to say that UNC beats Wisconsin. Okay. And heads. That's, That's not unreasonable. Yeah. So the next matchup, you've got Baylor going up against Arizona. Baylor and Arizona. Man, North Carolina, they've, like, look at their last, like, they lost a close one against Notre Dame. They beat Virginia. They beat Louisville. They, uh, whatever. I, I, I can't stop. I, I stop thinking about that game. Uh, Arizona beats Baylor. Arizona beats Baylor. Yeah, I also have them beating Xavier, which sets up your final matchup of should be a dude. Either way, this is going to be a good game. I hope we get one of these two. Um, you have Wisconsin versus Arizona. Right. Damn, that's I close. Think, yeah, uh, but I, I think Arizona wins. Yeah, I would pick Arizona as well. If I had your matchup, I'm thinking about mine a little bit here. Um, and yours, both of them are Wisconsin scoring a little bit. Uh, with, or sorry, they're both playing pretty good defense, and Arizona's just scoring a little bit more, and they've got the better guard. Um, Arizona and UNC, for me. is Like, Johnson's, well, I, I guess it, uh, Johnson's obviously the best NBA player on the floor. If, yeah. Uh, that might not necessarily mean he's the best college player currently, but he's the best NBA player on the floor. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and pick Arizona too. I was I, if I'm not if I wasn't picking Arizona there, I was only picking it so that we wouldn't have the same Final Four so far, and that would just be wrong. Um, so that's it. So we both have Arizona coming out of the Eastern Conference. Uh, so the Western no, they, they, they're coming to the West region, uh, West region. the Arizona Wildcats, yeah. which um, I think is pretty reasonable. Yeah, me too. Um, so we'll we're move on to the South. Head, heading on to the South in the final region. First step, we have Duke versus the winner of Northern. Is it Northern Florida? Does it matter? No, it doesn't. Either way, Duke we're, taking, we're taking Duke. Whoever yeah. it is, I don't even know. Like, because again, it's a play-in game. I knew it was a one sixteen. I didn't even bother looking up what the initials UNF stand for. I should be. I, that, I should be ashamed of myself. That's bad. I should have at least come correct with with the the proper. Oh, I think that it's fine to say it doesn't to particularly matter because Duke is going to win. Just just think about the level of of basketball and the conferences where some of these. Yeah playing game teams are going to come from some of the weaker conference champions and just think about how they're like there's a guy like Julia local four who's just sitting there waiting for them and they've never dealt with anything like this before mm-hmm. i just it's just not uh, i just don't understand how it could possibly go any way other than that in a very significant run but. we both know someone who's going to duke right now really yeah carly's best friend uh you've met miss bonnie right Oh, yeah, yeah, I've met Bonnie before. Well, yeah, she's you, going to you, Duke, you, eh? Yeah, she's, she's going to Duke. She uh, And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think that you two will be walking down the aisle together as best man and maid of honor at best my people. wedding in October. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, she is currently going to Duke. She's working on her, uh, her doctorate down there. And uh, we wish her the best of luck, despite... Fact that she goes to Duke. The fact that she goes to Duke. And let me ask you this: Do you think if I asked her, she'd get me a Duke lacrosse T-shirt? I'm not going to say anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, maybe I'll, I'll ask her off 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 pod. Yeah, maybe. good but, idea. Yeah. Miss Bonnie, if you're listening, 
Duke lacrosse t-shirt for, for my parasol payback. Um, so that brings up the 8-9 matchup. San Segway, Diego State. Segwaying off that, we've got San yeah. Diego State versus St. John's. Uh, um, San Diego's just playing really good defense. I mean, they're in the Mountain West, which people think is a weak conference, and it is when you're talking football, but when you're talking basketball, it's pretty good. Do you like yeah. the Aztecs um, in this one? Uh, they can't score. Um, That's true. It's it's tough because, like, San Diego State can't score, but they also don't allow people to score. St. John's can score, but they don't stop people. So I, they're, both teams are coming in pretty hot after uh, – uh, in you know coming in yeah uh, relatively loop not hot but relatively lukewarm to the tournament so this is another proverbial coin flip game um which you know you tend to get out of the eight nine matchup yeah st john's i don't think would have been in the eight nine matchup if they had one more win i think this would have been a, a six or seven seed uh, i'm gonna go with st john's all right um yeah i think i'm gonna do the same um so that sets up the Eight five or the sorry the five twelve matchup of Utah versus SF Austin. Stephen F Austin. And uh, here's the thing. I think uh, obviously one of these five twelve happens. Five twelve things happens every time because that's yeah. just the way it is. Yeah. But Utah, I think, and Delon Wright obviously is. This is a team that got player. got kind of screwed on. They should have been seated higher. Like, I think they should have been team. seated higher, and I think Stephen F Austin should have been seated higher too. Yeah. Um, Stephen of Austin might be the best of the 12 seeds and Utah, I think for me, at least is the best of the five seeds. They don't lose very often. Stephen of Austin, obviously the, the quality of competition is something that in the Southland conference. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'll, I'm going to, this is that, this is actually, it sounds silly, but it's going out on a limb to say that it won't happen. I'm going to pick Utah and say that there is not a five twelve upset this year. Uh, I'm going to do the same thing. Like I just, I don't see it. And we're going to both going to end up wrong somewhere. And right. Uh, There'll be a five twelve or a four thirteen that goes down that we're not thinking yeah, about. And we're going to move on from there. Um, so I looked it up. UNF does in fact stand for the University of Northern Florida. They are playing RMU, which is Robert Boris University. And uh, yeah. I'm fairly certain, um, if I'm wrong, I'm sure someone on Twitter will let me know, but I'm fairly certain that Robert Morris were the bad guys in the Nick Cannon classic drumline. You know what? I have no idea what the answer to that question is, and I don't feel bad about it. I, I'm fairly certain they were. I think they were the bad guys. In, in I, I'm not challenging you. <laughs> All right, so 413, we've got Georgetown versus East Washington. East Washington coming in scoring a lot of points, but also giving up a lot of points in that Big Sky Conference. They're averaging, they, I think they averaged the most uh, points per game in this tournament, which was 80. Or I, haven't a watched, I haven't watched a lot of Georgetown this year. Me neither, unfortunately. And they, they're usually one of the staples that you, you kind of want to get in there and take a peek at. But, and yes, I yeah. was. I was right that, uh, you know what? I'm going to get a little silly here. And this is going to, since I have no five twelve matchup, I'm going to say that, uh, East Washington upsets Georgetown. Good pick. Yeah. What do you think? I, I got to go with Georgetown. You're going with Georgetown. Yep. All right. Um, so that brings up, uh, SMU, SMU and UCLA Southern Methodist university versus the UCL Bruins. UCLA, um, as just about anyone 
who is closely following to tell you probably does not belong in this particular basketball tournament. No, I, this was the, I, earlier I mentioned that the most um, egregious seating, the most egregious seating. Um, I think I said that my second, uh, least favorite was the fact that Wichita state was so low or it was, yeah. should have been higher than a seven. My number one is the fact that the UCL Bruins are even in this bleeping tournament. That said, they're going to go ahead and get a win here. And it's going to... They're going to beat SMU. I, I disagree. Yeah. You think so? I just think that SMU is better than they are. Um, I understand why some people look at this and say, well, it is UCLA. and Yeah, but Larry Brown, man. Larry Brown. Uh, yeah, uh, SMU wins. Yeah, you know what? You, t- you talked about it. I, just, I was picking it for completely ancillary reasons other than... So I'm going to go ahead and say SMU as well. I was just picking it, thinking of that for no other reason that UCLA will do something stupid because everybody hates that they're in this tournament. They shouldn't be here. It's, I don't Oftentimes a team like that does win. Does win. That's that's frustrating. It's so frustrating. And if they do, I will be super ticked off, but like, I don't want to use the word disgrace that they're in this particular tournament, but whatever the, the, the word that is like one less harsh than disgrace that's what UCLA is and the fact that they're in this tournament because there were several teams that were better than them, including my Miami Hurricanes. But, you know, there should have been five teams ahead of them that got selected even before the Hurricanes. And there were seven or eight teams that should have been selected above UCLA. So moving on. Uh, number three, Iowa State versus UAB. Um, I'm going to say that Iowa State wins this game. Yeah, me too. I don't, I don't see any kind of... Uh, Offset in the making here. So that brings up a, a little bit of a potential for an upset as we have the number seven seed Iowa going up against Davidson. Um, yeah. Davidson scored uh, a lot of points this year. Coming right. in hot, 10 and 2 in the last 12. They beat VCU, uh, they beat Dayton. Mm-hmm. They got I'm, mashed by a few other teams, but. Odds of Steph Curry playing for Davidson are probably low. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately, uh, he's doing big things in uh, in the NBA right now, trying to I'm gonna, lock I'm down gonna a one seed and then NBA MVP. Iowa wins the game. Yeah, me too. Uh, which sets up the last matchup of the 12 seeded Gonzaga versus North, North Dakota State. State. And I will say that Gonzaga wins that game. Me too. But I will likely... Gonzaga loves to do that thing where they look like they're going to be really, really good. And then... Come tournament time, it doesn't quite stand up. Exactly. Um, Y'all, here's here's the thing. It's the classic Gonzaga scenario here. Look at the teams they've beaten this year. Yeah. Which one of them do you think is good? I don't know. You know? Got, like, Georgia's not very good. St. John... Like, like, they, beat, like who, they beat SMU. That was probably their most significant win. Right. And if FM, SMU is your most significant one, like their yeah. their most significant game might be taking Arizona to overtime on the road. Yeah. Um, Which they still ended up losing. Right. Right. They didn't win the game. Um, yeah. I have, uh, right. Yeah. SMU might be their best win. Um, and I don't know if that's what you necessarily want to write home about wins and losses wise. So let's say that. Uh, that's going to be a win for Gonzaga. Yeah. So that means sets us up for the round of 16. So we've got Duke, the number one seed, versus St. John's, the number nine seed. Any potential upset for St. John's here against Duke? I, I would love to tell you that that's what's going to happen, but it's not. It's Duke. 
No, they're yeah, they're gonna get smashed down low by uh, Okafor. Okafor, yeah, that sounds like something they try to do. So and Duke, Duke has no shortage of other pretty good dudes, as is Duke tradition. Like Justice Winslow, obviously, is somebody who merits watching, and he's gonna be a lottery pick. Um, Tyus Jones, mm-hmm. real nice point guard, and he's a reason why Duke could go pretty far in the tournament. Yeah, they're gonna they're probably gonna threaten to win this thing, Duke. Yeah. Um, or at least make the finals. Um, so the next matchup, I have Utah versus my big upset of East Washington. I'm going to go ahead and pencil in Utah into the Sweet 16. Um, but well, you have Utah versus Georgetown, five versus four. Utah wins. Utah wins. Yeah, me too. Um, just playing so well defensively right now, this Utah team. SMU uh, will beat Iowa State. And you're saying that SMU is going to go ahead and beat Iowa State. I will too. They're just—I mean, I realize they should have been in the tournament last year, SMU, and yeah, um, uh, they've—they've they've been flying under the radar here, and that'll—that'll that'll be their uh, their big win because they'll beat Iowa State. Now I'm going to have an upset here in this next one. We both have Iowa versus Gonzaga. I am going to have Iowa upsetting Gonzaga. Do you feel like Gonzaga can get into the Sweet 16? Yeah, I think they will, just because I'm not particularly enamored with that Iowa team. Gonzaga is scoring a lot, but they I just, yeah. I, they, they, got, they got some nice players in that team this year. They got they some do. guys. This is, this is me letting the fact that Gonzaga's burned me in the past maybe cloud my judgment a little bit here, but also I kind of want to get a little silly with my brackets, so I'm going to have Iowa going up against SMU. Now, if there is a team that can clip Duke – in the Southern Conference, is it another f- number five seed, Utah? No. No? I look at the South region, and I just, like, Duke got a real nice draw here. As they always do. Real nice they draw. Like, I, I just think that if they had had to go through the same minefield that Wisconsin did, yeah, they that would be a worse break for them. If they had to go through the same quality-type teams that – Villanova did that would be worse for them. Um, I think that Kentucky has a tougher road to the Final Four than Duke does. Um, I think that Notre Dame is better than anyone Duke will play before the Final Four begins. I think that Virginia is better than anyone Duke will play before the Final Four begins. I think that Arizona is obviously better than anyone Duke will play before the Final Four starts. North Carolina might be too. Um, there, there are a few teams out there that might fit that description. So. Duke has a nice little uh, a nice little setup here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say Duke, too. Uh, did you happen to catch any of the I Hate Kirsten Leitner documentary? I have not out? seen that yet, but I'm sure it's interesting. It was, pre- it was pretty good. And they even uh, they had the guy who um, made the uh, This Is Why Duke Sucks song. Uh, Pete, Pete Rosenberg, I think, was his name. He, he was even uh, – in that documentary, uh, and he talked for a good, you know, five six minutes about making that video and talking about how much he hated Duke, which is rather yeah. enjoyable. Okay, so, spend some time. yeah, you have SMU versus Gonzaga. Which way are you going there? Ugh. God, like, um, what a disgusting game! Like I don't like either. Like I have SMU versus Iowa, and that's just as disgusting. Like what? A, I'm gonna say that you, SMU beats Gonzaga, and then gets yeah. just absolutely. 
smashed by Duke. I think that's exactly what's going to happen. In the Elite Eight. I'm going to say the exact same thing. So, unfortunately, we both have the same, unfortunately or fortunately, who knows, depending on how it it ends up, uh, we both have the same Final Four. Kentucky, Arizona, Virginia, and Duke. Our first matchup, the number one seed coming out of the Midwest Conference versus the number two seed coming out of the West Conference, Arizona, Kentucky. Kentucky wins. I've got Kentucky winning, but Arizona could clip them. I'm not going to completely. Arizona might be their toughest game, but Kentucky will win the game. Yeah, I I think so, too. Um, Leaving our other Final Four matchup, the two seed coming out of the Eastern Conference, Virginia versus the number one seed coming out of the South Conference, the Duke Blue Devils. God, it pains me to put Duke in my Final Four. Duke's going to win. You just mentioned Christian Leitner. Yeah. Look at our final. Oh God, you're right. Yeah, Wouldn't that be fun. Yeah, let's go ahead and pencil that in. Like I'm just, I'm gonna pencil that in just for I, I the I revenge so of Christian Leitner. I so hope that happens. Or the Kentucky revenge. So we both have you, the University of Kentucky versus Duke, and as our Kentucky, final matchups. Kentucky makes history. It happens. Yeah, I, I'm I think go that ahead. they'll be able to defend Duke enough. Obviously, Collie mm-hmm. Stein is someone that is going to be a bit of a problem down low for what Duke likes to do there. Um, they have a bunch of other really good players like Trey Lyles and, and Booker. Like this is the, the endless list of awesome Kentucky players. I just think that's enough to make it so they win this tournament. Yeah. Um, and uh, for, Carl, for, for tiebreaker purposes, um, like – the, the tiebreaker, you just pick the final score. It's dumb. It never comes into play. Um, so I always just go Kentucky ahead. Kentucky 78, Duke 70. Yeah, I wrote Kentucky 67, Duke 60. So, like, we, we were right there, except I had them scoring 10 points less. Maybe they come out a little nervous in the national championship game. But we're, we're both thinking, like, a 7, 8 to 10 point victory for right. Kentucky in the national championship game. Yeah, which uh, makes a heck of a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, it's it's just probably the best college basketball team ever. Yeah. Is what it is. So there you go. And I just uh, – this some teams got a bad break when it came to seeding here. Yeah. Um, like I said, I think there are a couple teams. I think – heck, Wichita State, I think, could have been a Final Four team. If they didn't have to play if they're in the right Kentucky. Region. Yeah. Exactly. Like I just if, don't see them beating those two teams twice in three days. Yeah. I think that they could have hypothetically had a nice little run in one of the other regions, but that's not what happened here, no. which is too bad. I look at like if they well, were Arizona, in the south right the now. Or anyway. like Let's say you, yeah, if, if they're in the south region. Yeah. As the number I would seven probably, seed. I would probably like I would probably like them to get to at least. Yeah, they would probably. I don't know I would, if I necessarily like them against Duke, but Wichita State, they've yeah. got some nice players on that team. I'd have them in the Elite Eight against Duke, and uh, Wichita State could, by all means, take like they could upset Duke. I wouldn't be like if they, if they if that were a scenario that could exist. Um, I I certainly wouldn't. Uh, rule I wouldn't out, rule that but, out either. No, um, but unfortunately. Not the way it's going to be. Yeah. And so we all know and, that the, and Notre Dame. I Notre Dame might be the team that I like the second best out of all the teams in this tournament. Yeah, and they're not even a Final Four team. No, because they're up against Kentucky. That's a really lousy draw for them. 
Yeah, and, and I understand know. that they. I understand they could have altered their their fate a little bit here by being a little bit better earlier in the season. I get that, but this is a team that kind of had to grow into itself, and and they got some unexpected contributions from some unexpected places this year. And I just when I I watch them, I'm like, I just I just enjoy watching them more than any team other than Kentucky. Yeah. Um, and we all know that the NCAA is the most corrupt organization on planet Earth. No, it's not. No, what's your what's your? Uh, I still think that the say, folks over at FIFA, FIFA? would probably well, say here's, they, they they would be appalled that you would challenge a level of corruption. That's true. Now, I'm, how I'm, dare you say that we're not the most corrupt? FIFA's FIFA's a and close the International second. Olympic Committee is right now saying to themselves, yeah. Pierce, how dare you disrespect us like this? I have I my ranking is NCAA one. FIFA a close second, NCAA just edges them out, and the IOC is bringing up the rear in three. And the reason I have the NCAA just barely edging out FIFA is, like, FIFA, like, the biggest argument you have for FIFA is that they will occasionally um, have, although it doesn't even work because they both have match fixing. Them and the NCAA both have match fixing. uh, Yeah. Everyone's got But the NCAA, when it's all said and done, FIFA still pays their players. Like their players still get well, paid, and they get yeah, to go they home get, and yeah, they don't do get things like as much as they eat. Right? Yeah, they, they don't get paid as much as they do, obviously, to play for their club teams. Or is what, what no real money's made. But yeah, I get what you're saying. It's it's not as crooked as far as um, it's know, not the, a slave trade. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Which is, and like the NCAA has figured out a legal slave trade. Yeah. And since we know how corrupt they are, why aren't they shuffling some of these teams around? Like, for God's sake, like, no, like we were talking about, like Kentucky and Notre Dame and Wichita state should all not be in the same conference uh, maybe, along with Maryland. Like maybe yeah, yeah, well, a couple of those down to the South region. Yeah, they're all the, more competitive. Like they're all, they're all the, like, I don't know. Um, whew, it's, I, I, I think, Maybe they wanted that Kentucky Duke final we were just talking about. If that's they, true. If yeah. anything's going on there, and they're like, "All right, Kentucky can handle whatever we throw at them." Yeah. So, and then we'll just give Duke a nice cream puff schedule <laughs> to get right. them into the finals. Right. That being so, said, that Virginia versus Duke, Duke team is not that a would be during the Final Four. It's it's not a gimme. I think that Duke will win, but it's it's not necessarily a gimme. Um, I think that Virginia, like I said, they could. They have that style of basketball that most teams have a difficult time with, just because they're so good defensively, and they just make you they they make you work so gosh darn hard. Uh, the one game that those two teams played against each other this year uh, was a uh, 69-63 Duke victory that was at Virginia. Yeah, and the Cavaliers uh, Cavaliers only three losses this year, and one of them was obviously up against Duke. Yeah. They also lost against North Carolina. So, and uh, they lost against Louisville as well. So how many jelly beans do you want to put uh, your bracket up against my bracket? I don't know. All, all the difference here. We're, like, our jelly beans are coming down to like Cincinnati and Purdue. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you want to just... Say say twenty jelly beans. Standard, twenty jelly beans. Standard jelly beans. Be, the standard uh, bed of twenty jelly beans that we, we tend to do. Twenty jelly beans. Uh, we're gonna bet a little bit more than uh, twenty jelly beans guaranteed when I have you back in a couple of weeks for our baseball over unders podcast. Yeah, I imagine there we may get up to several hundred jelly beans being thrown around. That's okay. For that particular pod, we'll we'll, we'll do some over under baseballs in 
a couple of weeks and probably find a few other nice uh, jelly bean wagers we can find. Um, Craig Needles, as always, this is a pleasure doing this with you, man. It always is. Yeah, a good time. I enjoyed that. All right. Um, so, yeah, we'll do uh, baseball overrunners in a couple of weeks, and then we'll be pretty close to NHL and NBA playoff time. So uh, we'll probably do a couple of pods where we, once we know everything's going on in the NHL, because there's a couple of teams, you know, trying to make moves into the wild card there. That Ottawa team is uh, scaring a lot of people in Winnipeg, and the Kings are threatening to get in and out of there. So. Once that all settles, I'm sure. I still think that eventually the percentages turn on Calgary. Yeah, me too. But uh, they're they're hanging in there. You got to give them some credit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to give them credit. Even my Avalanche are are threatening to make some noise there with 12 games left in the season. Probably need to win about 10 of them in order to realistically make noise. But they're there nonetheless. Could happen. Interesting. Yeah. All right, Craig Needles. Thanks again. Take care.